Hey, what's going on, Future Is Now family? I'm your host, Spencer Nakamura. I'm so glad you guys are joining in today. Hope your morning is going well. Today, we are going to be talking about the secret sauce when it comes to starting something, staying consistent, and really how to grow in what God has called you to do. It's something that I think all of us struggle with and deal with from day to day and something that's constantly on our minds. We all have dreams from God. We all have desires of our hearts. And so it's the idea of what happens when you're unmotivated and how to keep going um, despite those feelings. So I'm excited about today's episode. If you haven't yet, make sure you leave a five-star review below, but get your hearts and your minds ready for today's episode. All right, so let's jump into this. You know, a lot of my episodes are pretty much inspired and I get the ideas from people that I'm talking to on Instagram and I do questionnaires on Instagram and I'll get a lot of the same questions and those are generally become the themes of the podcast episodes that I write or what I talk about or the reels that I do. And so this this theme has come up a lot and it's honestly been on, on my heart a ton, obviously, because I am doing this podcast and this, you know, social media I hate saying this word, but it's like social media Christian influencer. I guess that's what I am now, um, and I try to avoid that title as much as possible. But I, I don't, I don't know what else to call it. So as I've become um, an influencer on Instagram and TikTok, YouTube, whatever, uh, this has been something that a lot of people have reached out to me about, and something that we all deal with is the idea of like, okay, God put this, put this passion in my heart. He's put this desire in my heart. And it's scary to step out and do it. And I don't know where to start. And okay, what if I do it and it fails and it flops? And there's there's a lot of hesitation when it comes to this kind of, of stepping out in what God has called us to do and fostering it. And a lot of the times, you know, I, I look at accounts and I, I really do get encouraged because the hardest thing to do is, is start when some, when God has told you to do something. The most difficult part of it is the very beginning of like just taking a step and going for it. I know when I started this podcast, that was like the biggest issue for me is I was caught in what will people think? Why would people listen to me? I mean, I don't really have credentials. I don't have this. I don't have that. And, and there were thoughts and, and anxious, you know, ideas that, that came into me. And I just feel like that's the most difficult part is, is starting. But what I want to talk about right now is is the idea of getting to that place where you feel like God has called you to go. Because when we close our eyes and we really think about, okay, God, where have you called me to be? Sometimes God has put really big dreams in our hearts. And I know he's put big dreams in my heart. Um, I know tons of people that have these aspirations for where they want to be and who they want to become. And so there's when we close our eyes and we think about the end goal, it's kind of daunting when you're like, okay, but how do I get there? You know, how do I, how do I cross the gap and really, um, really end up where I feel like God wants me to be? Whether that be uh, a biz, a successful seven figure business, whether it be a thriving church that you're pastoring, whether that be um, a discipleship a course and group. I mean, there's so many different things: a doctor, a prof- a businessman, a pro- you know. Um, there's so many different ideas of where we feel like God has called us to go. And so we have to figure out how to get there. And I really think that there's just a simple principle that the Bible teaches when it comes to achieving that. And what I will say is 
this is this is uh, uh, not the most sexy answer, you know, and this isn't like, all right, here's how uh, you have never heard of this before. And this secret method is how you can hack your way to success. I don't believe in shortcuts and I don't really think God believes in shortcuts either. My my philosophy with shortcuts is if we decided to take shortcuts to success, uh, we are missing out on key foundational elements that we will need when we're successful. So when we become successful, eventually we become corrupted and that's how we see great leaders fall. Like you can hack your way, I guess, to success and you can find the easy shortcuts. But um, in the end, what you want in success is longevity. When you What you want and where you know God has called you to be is, hey, I'm going to be able to stay here and I'm going to be able to flourish and I'm going to be able to show people the way. So I don't believe in shortcuts when it comes to following where God has called us to be. And I'll explain that a little bit. Um, but the, the big idea is this, is, is great moments are built in the small things in life. Like great victories are built winning small battles. And and obviously that's an an analogy. Like I mean maybe you're going to battle. I don't know I don't know your life. Maybe you're like, I don't know, in a whatever. But in this analogy for the sake of it, let's just say like great battles are what we're talking about. To build a big business, to build a big ministry. And by the way, I'm not saying big equals success. I'm just saying, you know, get, trying to give examples here. Uh, but I truly believe in what I've, number one, learned from people that are doing amazing things for God and are successful is this whole principle of like the small things matter. And, you know, Zechariah 4, 8 through 10 says exactly this. Like an angel comes to Zechariah, gives him a vision from God and obviously, I mean, Zechariah was, re they were in charge of rebuilding, the rebuilding of Jerusalem. That's what the whole book is about and the temple and gathering the scattered Israel. And Zechariah 4, 8 through 10, he's trying to like get an idea of what this vision means that uh, he got. And it says, then the word of the Lord came to him. The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. His hands will also complete it. Then you will know that the all Lord Almighty has sent to you. Now check this out. Verse 10. Who dares despise the day of small things since the seven eyes of the Lord that range throughout the earth will rejoice when they see the chosen capstone in the hand of Zerubbabel. And I love this, this encouragement to Zerubbabel, uh, to Zechariah from the Lord because Zechariah is like, okay, I got this vision from you and God, you're telling me to do this. I'm not really sure how this is going to pan out. I'm not really sure how this is all going to happen. And what does God tell him? Hey, who dares despise the day of small things? Hey guys, we're going to get right back to the content, but really quick, I need to tell you about something called Switch Away. Now, Switch Away is a solution to a problem we are all facing. I don't know if you've noticed, but the past two years have been crazy. And in my opinion, big companies like Walmart and Amazon and Target and all these places, they've really won where the majority of Americans have lost. With COVID, they all made money and we lost money. And all the while, when we shop at these places, what I've also noticed is these are companies that are giving their money towards things that I do not agree with as a Christian. And morally, it's become a dilemma for me. Like, why am I giving money to companies that are funding Planned Parenthood? Why am I giving money to companies that are funding drag shows in elementary schools? Like, they are exposing our children. They, are, they have an agenda that, frankly, I do not agree with. 
And so my family and I, what we've done is we have switched away. We've decided to shop with manufacturers that are made in America, that support small businesses and support causes that we agree with as Christian believers. And here's the crazy thing. We haven't even spent more money. It's been the same exact budget. And so my encouragement to you is switch away with us. Turn away from these immoral companies and start shopping with companies that mean something, that have a message that we agree with. And you can get all this information about what this company is and what they represent by just going to switchaway.com forward slash Spencer. That's switchaway.com forward slash Spencer. You fill that out. Not only will you get information and talk with a representative from my team, but you're helping support the podcast in doing so. So I just want to encourage you, get more information at the very least and check out Switch Away. Millions of Americans are doing it so far and you can as well. So switch away with us today. I think the majority of us listening to this are probably in the days of small things. And it doesn't really matter what age you are because as dreams are birds into our heart, you know, I think new vision is for us every single day. So as we get new vision for our lives, it always starts in small beginnings, small things. And so it's like, okay, how do you build a great business? Okay, one day at a time, being faithful to what God has called you to do. It's learning. It's getting learning from people around you, getting somebody that's already successful in it and asking them what to do. It's working on yourself. It's taking care of your body. It's eating right. It's drinking water. It's working out. It's praying. It's reading your Bible. It's getting your disciplines in place. Like that is what leads to these great um, great accomplishments. I think that sometimes we get so consumed with tomorrow, which obviously scripture warns us against as well. Like, hey, tomorrow's going to have its own worries. I mean, think about what we're worried with today. Like tomorrow's going to bring its own concerns, its own worries. So stop thinking about tomorrow. Why don't we just focus on today? What can I do today? And it's funny because when I look at the growth of the podcast, I mean, this is like, I mean, to be straight up with you guys, this where the podcast is at is no I mean I think it there this is the beginning stages still like this is the very beginning stages of this podcast and so when when I think about the podcast and what I want to do and the ministry I want to build it's like how okay how did I get here from 2 years ago well I mean I think I got here just being faithful to God praying to him asking for his help learning um putting out content you know sharing what's on my heart like really really basic foundational things. But it takes those things. Why are we despising small beginnings? And and this is kind of where I want to land on. All right. Uh let's the first thing I want to actually let's let's talk about this. Charles Spurgeon, the uh, you know, labeled the prince of pre- preachers. Can you imagine having that title? That is so sick. Yeah, who are you? Oh, my name is Spencer, but uh everybody calls me the prince of preachers, right? That's so cool. So uh, Charles Spurgeon, he's a great Christian thinker, um, was a great Christian thinker. And so this is what he says. This is a quote directly from him. He says, to me, it seems that it should be your glory to join the poorest and weakest churches of your denomination. And wherever you go to say, this little cause is not as strong as I should like it to be, but by the grace of God, I will make it more influential. At any rate, I will throw in my weight to strengthen the weak things of Zion. And certainly I will not despise the day of small things. Where would have been our flourishing churches of today if our forefathers had disdained to sustain them while they were yet in their infancy? 
Yet God accepts your little works if they are done in faith in his dear son. God will give you success to your little works. God will educate you by your little works to do greater works. And your little works may call out others who shall do greater works by far, uh, works by far than ever you shall be able to accomplish. I love that. He says it perfectly, like God uses our small works. And then we turn our eyes, you know, to a practical Bible passage of, you know, everybody cares about Moses at the Red Sea, right? Wow, look at this faith of this man. Moses is crazy. Moses, the hero at the Red Sea, was a man who had been tested and proved himself to God. Okay, let's not forget this. Moses wasn't just this, you know, and I preached this message too, like Moses had a stutter. Wow, God can use anybody, right? Where it's like, okay, well, stuttering doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things when we're looking at character. But Moses' character was tested, and he proved himself to God. I mean, he stood up for his people, murdering um, an Egyptian. I mean, uh, obviously, you know, he kind of screwed up murdering. But I'm just saying, like, courage-wise, he was stuck in this identity between being uh, associated with the Egyptians and the Hebrews, and he chose his own people. And then what's crazy is um, when he was away, right, when he when he flew, uh, fleed, what's what we see is God saw Moses go to a well, and what happened is, uh, you know, the priest's daughters, the seven daughters, were being bullied by some people, and Moses stood up to those guys, and he stood up for the seven women at the well. Like, Moses was a man of courage, and he was a man that stood up for people that couldn't stand up for themselves, and God saw that, and God saw the small things, and he decided to honor it. You know, some Christians— uh, have a wrong theology that grace is the only prerequisite to go to the places where God has called us to go. Like grace is forgiveness, it's salvation. Grace empowers us to get there, but we are the ones that have to do the work because at the end of the day, God loves us, but can he trust us? Can God rely on you? God saw Moses as a man he could rely on because before he was entrusted with getting thousands of people through the Red Sea, he stood up for seven women at the well. Trust compounds in the kingdom of God. So my question with you is, man, okay, I know you have dreams of building something great or starting a group that's awesome, starting a Bible study and all these things, but like, have has God seen you in the small things and can he trust you? We want to build great ministries, but you know, has God, have you been reading your Bible? Like, do you want to spend time with God apart from the glory that it brings when, when you're teaching other people? You want a spouse, right? You want a husband, you want a wife, but has God seen you steward your own body? You know, has God seen you be pure? Has God seen you be upright? And if the answer is no, then why are we expecting God to give us things that are probably only going to destroy us? Why are, like, why are we demanding things from God that are not going to be good for us? Because if the foundation isn't built, it doesn't matter how high we go because it's eventually going to topple over. So it's the small things that count. And so let me, let me tell you, I have been discouraged while I was in the small things, like really small things. I've been discouraged thinking, God, why have you forsaken me? This is what am I doing? You know, uh, we've all been there. But what I love about it, this is do not despise small beginnings master small beginnings, master the small disciplines, master the small um, works, master the small efforts, master the small works so that God can use that to produce greater works within you. 
if you were in the beginning stages, smile and be appreciative because you're going to look back and you're going to be thankful that you got these in lock right now. Disciplines, prayer, solitude, worship, evangelism, generosity. Yeah, okay, maybe you're not donating millions of dollars to to a fund and, and to, to plant churches, but can you pay for somebody's coffee today? Can you, can you, can you cash up somebody five bucks saying, Hey, I'm thinking about you. I'm praying about you. Yeah. Okay. You're not leading millions to Jesus, but can you just text somebody, encourage them? Hey, I was thinking about you. I would love to see you at church this weekend. Hey, do you want to hang out? Right. It's the small things, people that build into greater things. So, um, let's work on the small things this week and let's, let's allow God to show us how much he honors the small things and what he can do with them. So uh, again, if you love the podcast, if you're learning, make sure that you leave a five-star review. That's the best way that we can push it out into the world. Make sure you guys follow me on Instagram at Spencer Knock and tell me what you love about the episode. Send me a DM. I'd I'd love to talk to you guys. But um, I'm enjoying so far the series um, of, of strings of podcasts these last times. I think we're in a good groove right now talking about great things. Um, I love you guys. I'm praying for you every single day and I'll see you next time on the future is now.